everyone, welcome to the Simone Intuitive Podcast, where we dive deep into spiritual wellness and intuitive development. I am your host, Simone, and I've worked as a professional psychic medium, Reiki master, and spiritual life coach for over 13 years. You can find me at www.simoneintuitive.com on my Etsy store, also called Simone Intuitive, as well as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hello and welcome. I hope you all are having a fantastic week. I am in Seattle, Washington in the States, and we have had a lot of snow this week. We've been snowed in for about a week, and it normally does not snow here. Um, I'm originally from Louisiana, and so I'm not a snow person. It's beautiful. I love looking at it, and it, it just creates such a nice, quiet vibe. But I'm ready to go out and do things and explore. So I'm hoping that the snow melts soon. But I hope you all had a great holiday season and were able to connect with your loved ones and just spend time with yourself and others. So it's been a while. My last podcast was in July. (laughs) I've been meaning to create more content, but life has been happening at a very, very high velocity. As a person, I value transparency in my relationships. And um, that being said, I actually kind of was going in a different direction. And I initially did not want to share context as to why there was such a pause in my life uh, with content, creating podcasts, working with clients, and just simply connecting with everyone. But in the spirit of transparency and a shared human experience, I decided to go in a different direction and share a little bit more about what has been going on. In July, just this summer, my father was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer and it was a challenging time. I have never, uh, I have never had such a diagnosis with someone close to me with that magnitude. So that was a challenging time. Unfortunately, my father passed away in October. And I have never experienced such an intense loss, but I am very grateful for the time that he and I shared, the lessons that I learned during that space and time. I'm still in the grieving process, still healing, but I'm very grateful for a lot of things. So that's essentially where I've been. And I just, my heart goes out to anyone that has experienced loss these last couple years, and there has been a lot of loss and a lot of grief. So I've been spending the time navigating through emotions and whatnot, and I've spent time navigating through different energy and how energy can be healing. And part of the healing work was exploring and utilizing divine feminine energy, which will be the focus for today. So what is divine feminine energy? Big question, multiple answers. Once you start exploring this, it's best to come up with a working definition that fits you. And know that your working definition can change. I view it as a living document. You can change and adjust your definition of what it means to be feminine, what divine feminine energy means to you and how to access it. For me, I define feminine energy as simply resting in soft, grounded, intuitive energy 
in order to receive. I also think establishing and adhering to boundaries is a strong component of true divine feminine energy. I think of, I was trying to think through examples of divine feminine energy. And one example that I came up with is the Empress tarot card in the um, major arcana. I'm not super great with tarot cards. <laughs> I'd be the first to admit that all day long. I know some things, but I do not have the level of fluency that other practitioners have. But what I do know about the Empress tarot card is it embodies feminine energy. It embodies receiving nurturing, healing energy, but also being grounded and stable. And I think utilizing boundaries. So if you need some imagery, so right now on my phone, I have my background set as the Empress tarot card, just to kind of give me those gentle reminders of what I'm trying to work on right now. So why should we care about cultivating feminine energy? Why should we pay attention to this? This is another big question with multiple answers. I feel that our lives are moving at such a fast pace these days. We've had this ongoing pandemic, political strife. We've had a lot going on. And we're all put in the position of having to invoke masculine energy for our life work, our daily life, more and more and more. Because feminine excuse me, masculine energy is what we use to get things done and move forward, be proactive, think ahead, anticipate, being strategic. Those are all energies that we've had to invoke during the last couple of years. And I think we can all agree that it's incredibly difficult to let go and receive and be open to receiving. It's incredibly difficult for us to let go of that control which is exactly what feminine energy is all about. This is not to say that we need to lean in a stronger energy space one way or another. It does not mean you need to be feminine all the time or masculine all the time. This is just creating balance. There's balance in all things in the universe and everyone needs to create that dynamic balance between their masculine and feminine energy. But I think we could all lean into receiving energy more and more and more because our current dynamics make it a little bit more of a challenge to be in our feminine energy. So here are some ways to inspire, access, and welcome your feminine energy. The first one, rest. Rest, rest, rest. They don't call it beauty sleep for nothing. It's so difficult these days to have what I'll call true rest, right? But it's essential for our mental, emotional, and physical well-being. I have been spending a lot of time physically resting, but also being intentional about resting in my feminine energy. And by that, I mean not focusing on being reactive or even proactive, but just by being, existing, receiving, and reminding myself that it's okay to be in this restful state. In fact, it's necessary for you to be in this restful state. So I've been intentional about trying to go to bed earlier and sleeping in and spending more time in bed resting, relaxing, and focusing on opening my energy up. And I know here in the United States, we're known for being uh, workaholics, and that's kind of what our workforce demands from us, is to be workaholics. So this idea of rest is, I would say, 
uncomfortable for us because we're so used to moving so quickly at a rapid pace to be productive. So it starts becoming a dynamic of our self-worth is measured by our productivity at work and at home. And we have got to get away from that. It's, it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy mentally, physically, and emotionally. And it also gets in that energy space of being more masculine energy. And then our energy system gets kind of out of whack. So rest. I think if there's, if there's one takeaway from today, I would say rest. Take a nap. Take a nap, y'all. Everyone sleep and try to let go of that guilt for resting because it's imperative for our bodies, our minds, and our energy. The next one, getting into nature. Nature has obvious holistic benefits, but part of this is about receiving nature and opening yourself up to nature. And so I live in the Pacific Northwest, so I have luxury of living in a large city, but being so close to water, mountains, just amazing, amazing hiking opportunities here. But wherever you are, you can still open yourself up to nature. So if you're in a rural area or just more suburban, you don't necessarily need to go on, you know, a Pacific Northwest hike. You can spend time outside in your yard and just open yourself up to the air and breathing it in and out slowly. The sunlight, there's so many smaller ways that you can open yourself up to receiving nature. While those Pacific Northwest hikes are They are truly fabulous. They're great. Highly recommend them. Don't limit yourself in the way that you receive nature. It can be anything. I typically walk to work because I live close to where I work and I just breathe in the air and just appreciate the crows, the scenery, the trees, the wind. That's a simple way to just open yourself up and receive it. One thing that's been more recent for me that I love to do and have the luxury of doing is being spending time by water. I have the luxury of being very close to um, the waterfront and uh, the Pacific Northwest has so much water around it. Like we have a lot of just like the bays and the Pacific Ocean and everything. We just are surrounded by water. And I think water is such a powerful feminine element and so, so cleansing. So if you can try to be near water, whatever that looks like, so so worth it even if it's just for a moment speaking of moments the next one is to relax and enjoy the moment really hard to do really hard to do these days so today today's a good example of relaxing and enjoying the moment it we're snowed in so i've had a little bit more luxury in being able to relax and enjoy the moment because i'm forced to because i can't run errands we can't go anywhere uh the pacific northwest we're not prepared for snow so we're all just everything's canceled all the businesses are closed so we're just kind of staying home and staying cozy so today I got up late, I slept in, circling back to the importance of rest, and I was, you know, thinking, oh, you know, gosh, I have so much on my to-do list that I have to do, I have to do this, I have to do that, and I was like, Simone, rest in your feminine energy, don't forget, like, just, you have space right now, you're snowed in, you have space to relax and enjoy the moment. So I made myself a little breakfast, I had avocado toast with sprouts and a little fried egg on it, and coffee and I just sat down on my couch and 
leisurely, very leisurely, ate my breakfast and read this book that I'm reading, um, which is really interesting. It's called The Heroine with a Thousand Faces. So if you all are familiar with Joseph Campbell, who was a comparative uh, religion professor, um, gosh, when was he teaching? Probably from like 60s through the 80s. He was really famous in the 1980s for his interviews with Bill Moyers on the power of mythology and um, he had a book called The Hero with a Thousand Faces which explores the hero archetype. Amazing work. I think if you're interested in this spiritual you know world and you're interested in comparative mythology, uh, The Power of Myth is one of Joseph Campbell's uh, books that I would highly recommend to anyone that has any interest in kind of the history behind the metaphysical world and things like that. So this author, I unfortunately don't know her name, but I can get back with that, uh, decided to take a more feminine route with it and explore the archetype of the female as a heroine. And so I just started the book and we're talking about Greek mythology and there's this wonderful piece about Persephone and things like that. So I think it's a good book to read and explore your femininity with. So I will get back about the author. This book is fantastic, but it's it's in the style of Joseph Campbell, very comparative, cross-cultural, but focused more on the female experience. So I had a great time reading that book this morning, and I was in my matching silk pajamas. Highly recommend. That was another part of accessing my feminine energy more was to get really, really nice, luxurious silk matching pajamas. And it was a great morning. And I did have moments of guilt. I had moments of anxiety of, oh, this book is so good, but I should be doing something else. And that's when I take a step back and remind myself of my little mantra of, Simone, rest in your feminine energy. It's okay. The next one is to connect with a great group of women. I pride myself on being a girl's girl. I love my female friendships. I had the luxury of being in a sorority in college and met a lot of wonderful female friends that way. It is difficult to connect with a good group of women sometimes, but prioritizing it, being strategic about it, and most of all, being open to female relationships is the best way to go about it. And there's a myriad of ways. I think one thing that I would encourage anyone to do is to have have an online community. There are some online communities that I'm a part of where it includes predominantly women that work in uh, what I'll call the metaphysical industry or the spiritual industry. And it's great to have like-minded people, people that are on the same wavelength and people that are having similar experiences. So if you're in a place where you're like, hmm, I've been trying to cultivate a group of women in person and hasn't been going well. Highly recommend Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, and anything to cultivate an online community. You never know. I actually met someone um, who who wound up living pretty close to me uh, through one of those online communities. And so it's, it's so very valuable, so very valuable to connect with a great group of women, be it virtually or in person. The next one, prioritizing self-care. Self-care has become such a buzzword these last few years. 
and I think coming out more and more during the pandemic. And I think it's it's hard because we have so much going on that it's it's kind of like, okay, is self-care this band-aid that we're just putting on this big problem of all the deep anxiety we felt with everything going on politically, with the pandemic? You know, there's just been a lot going on, a lot of individual loss, grief. So it can be hard to listen to that self-care message. And I totally understand. Right after my father died, uh, somebody just said, don't forget to self-care to me. Like it was um, just like, you know, a buzzword, a marketing thing. And I remember I was you know, the intent was so pure of that person, but I was so annoyed. Like, I can't, you know, I'm not in this space to prioritize self-care because I have to, you know, I have this list of things I have to do, you know, I have grief, you know, so it it's hard for it to not be a buzzword, but it's also so important for us to integrate it into our lives in an authentic way and in a meaningful way. And I think that's the tough part is getting to that authentic, meaningful part So I think part of that prioritizing self-care circles back to that resting part, resting, relaxing, enjoying the moment, being in nature. I think that's part of self-care, of course, but it's hard to prioritize that in our world because we're having to be in our masculine energy and we're having to be proactive and reactive. It's hard for us to just rest. So I think that's part of self-care, but I also wanted to uplift self-care as a principle that we all really do need to follow. So for me, I prioritized spa treatments, essentially, you know, things that would make me feel good about myself, make me feel good about my body. And those are things you can do at home. Like I said, it's, it's a challenge to get to that place where it feels authentic, but, you know, even doing something for yourself that may seem basic, like a sheet mask, for example, or any kind of face treatment you can do at home may seem a little basic, but it really is helping you care for yourself and your spirit, and it's helping you access your feminine energy. So I could do a whole podcast on self-care because it has become a little bit of a band-aid, but that band-aid is there to help you heal. So it is a buzzword, yes, but it's also very much needed, but we just have to figure out how to integrate it in our lives in a more authentic and meaningful manner. All right, this next one might be might be a little bit out of the left field, but wearing red lipstick. There is so much power in wearing makeup and feeling good about yourself physically that helps lend into feminine energy. So I am a self, I've always been a girly girl. I've always loved makeup. <laughs> I worked in the cosmetic industry for such a long time. So I have a deep love for it. I understand it's not everyone's thing, but there's power in color and invoking those colors and integrating that into our energy. So if you wear red lipstick, red is like that powerful color of like love, it's sexy, you know, it's hot. It kind of creates that dominant power energy, but it's still very feminine. So this may not be everybody's cup of tea, but I highly recommend, even if you just wear it alone in your house, something I I do that. (laughs) I've never admitted that out loud before, but I usually wear lipstick around my house. Even if I'm by myself and no one's going to see me, I still like to wear that red lipstick because it makes me feel good about myself and it makes me feel like I'm in my feminine energy, but it also makes me feel powerful. So I offer that as another way to just kind of feel 
feminine energy a little bit more in what I'll call more of a tangible way. It might be easier to wear red lipstick than to pause and um, take a nap for three hours, although I recommend doing both. The next one is to meditate on feminine energy. And if, if you've listened to my podcasts, you know I'm really huge on meditation. And I think it's one of the most valuable things that anyone can do if they want to grow spiritually, you know, open up their third eye, open up their intuition more. It's one of the most valuable things you can do. So same thing with feminine energy. You can meditate on it and open yourself up to receiving. And that's the part that I like about meditation and feminine energy is I think meditation, the end goal is to open yourself up. And it can be focused on other things, right? You can focus on particular chakras. You can focus on abundance, wealth. There's so many different things. So this will help you kind of declare to the universe that I am open to feminine energy. And sometimes saying that puts you in a good emotional, mental, and energetic space to receive. The next one. This one might be a challenge during these days, but enjoying your feminine energy. It's it's hard for us to lean back and enjoy feminine energy because like I've shared, there's a lot going on. It's, it's really hard to lean back and enjoy anything these days, um, but enjoying your feminine energy because at the end of the day, it's your birthright. It's a gift. It's a powerful, powerful gift that we all have access to. So leaning back and enjoying it is so, so key to this. So it's like bookends. Declaring yourself open to feminine energy and enjoying your feminine energy and not feeling guilty about being in that energetic space, not feeling anxiety about being in that energetic space and just enjoying it and leaving yourself open to receive all the gifts that the universe has to offer you and wants to give you at the end of the day. So just to recap, we talked about feminine energy. I don't think this is the last podcast on feminine energy because the more that I research it on my own, the more I explore it, the more value it has for me and I think for everyone out there as well. So I don't think this will be the last conversation about divine feminine energy, but we talked about a little context about what is feminine energy? Why do we need to access it? And some ways to inspire access and welcome your feminine energy, including rest and nature, meditation, enjoying the moment, connection with others. And again, at the end of the day, this is your birthright. And this will help you access the abundance that the universe will have to offer you. So with that, I will close, but again, I'm Simone, and my website is simoneintuitive.com. I also have an Etsy store where I do readings. It's called Simone Intuitive, and I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and I am so grateful for you listening and taking the time out of your day to spend a little time with me, and I hope wherever you are, you're staying safe, well, and you're able to relax and rest. (laughs) All right, take care, y'all.